The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, September 29th, 2022, season 18, episode number 40. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And today we get you guys ready for Washington versus Dallas. Uh, The Commanders' defense versus the Cowboys' offense will be our focus, and uh, we'll get into that here coming up shortly. We did have a couple updates I wanted to hit from Mike McCarthy's press conference uh, that we'll get into here in a second. And then in our final segment, I have a little bit of a game for these guys. We're going to play something called Facts or Overreactions, and we're going to talk about this offense from that perspective. All right, so let's start first. Let's get some updates from Mike McCarthy. Uh, There were a couple players that he mentioned uh, who might have a little different status this week. What are we hearing about J. Ron Kearse and Dalton Schultz? Sounds like both of them are going to practice today. Today's their most physical day of the week uh, in, in practice. And so I think that sounds like pretty optimistic from McCarthy on both of those guys. I think Schultz was close last week, so he should be better this week. And then Curse, you know, he did make the trip to New York. And so not, not that he was ever going to play, but it's getting closer, especially when you're dealing with a sprained knee flying for three hours like that. I mean, if you didn't have to, I think that they wanted to get some workouts with him. I think he's gearing up to play as well this week. Donovan Wilson has been a guy that I think, uh, for fans at least that are watching the game, they probably look at it and like, man, guy's been balling here these last couple games without Curse. How much of a difference does J. Ron Curse make coming back, even though you've had pretty good play from Donovan Wilson? I think a little bit of a sure tackler. Uh, you know, I, I know that it's it's hard to say a guy had 11 tackles and he's not <laughs> right. a sure tackler. He could add 15. Mm-hmm. There were several times. I, I think that with, with Wilson – there's a side of his game that reminds me very much of the 1980s NFL where I'm going to try and knock you unconscious mm-hmm. kind of a player. Where And Curse is more of a thinking man's player. And there's a reason why he's, you know, with the green dots and things and Dan Quinn's talking about, man, I, I can't afford to lose this guy, but, you know, here I'm going to work around it. I think there's things that Curse allows you to do that whether it's playing him down, playing him back, there's that, 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 that comfort that coaches like to have in their players. And he's like, okay, if I put him in that spot, I know he's not going to get blown up on the screen, or I know he's going to react to the tight end, or I know he's going to take that, that guy running the crossing route behind that they're trying to hit, you know, in the waggle. So, I, you know, Wilson's a, he's a fun player to watch. Like I say, he, he, he will, he'll knock you unconscious. But I think there's just a little bit more of a sure player when you start to talk about Curse and what he brings to the game each week. That's a good way to put it because he is more thoughtful in his decision-making as opposed to Wilson, which I love, but he's more reckless. And <laughs> with that, can it can be a good thing sometimes, but then it can also be that where you see certain plays where he just he's just so anxious to do the tackle and then misses it or things like that. So it's like... It's not always a win-win situation, but it's it's good to have the like those different kinds of players sometimes too, because yeah. you do want a guy like Wilson that will just 
wreck the game and throw himself in there whenever he can. But at the same time, you do want smart players that are more thoughtfuls, thoughtful with their movements. So I like them both. I'm glad to have them both. Cam win every single time so i'm just happy they're here yeah and he's coming back soon yeah I, you, you make that point it's an excellent point about that too because like i say i even you, when you talk about thoughtful it, it is about you know there's about lining up and not getting fooled and all that and i think if it came down to that they had to make adjustments on the fly i think curse is going to help you make adjustments on the fly especially if somebody goes no huddle on you yeah you know especially if you get into a situation where Okay, it's a two minute or whatever, and you got a guy that's kind of, you know, and and sometimes you say this about safety. He's like, oh, he's a quarterback back there, and that means he can't do anything else. All he does is line everybody up. And but how many how many years does each guy have? Like in the NFL league? experience? Yeah, very similar. I want to say. I mean, Curse is I think a Are little bit older. Close? Yeah, I think Curse did Curse like he's played in he's played in Detroit, Minnesota. And then, and then now here with the Cowboys the last couple of years. So I'm going to say he's a four or five year guy. And then I think Wilson's what three years on us with us now. I can't remember. Has he only been three years? I think so. Wow. I think so. But I was wondering if it, if it's like one of those things um, that it just comes down to having more experience. You know, as a veteran that you have more experience, you play smarter. Well, it's funny because Curse is a guy he really didn't play until he got to the Cowboys. He wasn't like a defensive player. He was really a special teams guy is really what he was. And so, you know, they, you know, George Edwards had him at Minnesota. George is like, no, this guy can make plays for you. And, you know, Dan Quinn is taking players that we thought, well, this guy can't play. And all of a sudden he's playing. And, you know, he, I I can honestly say I never saw uh, Michael Parsons rushed the passer at Penn State. (laughs) Dan Quinn and those guys said, hey, let's make this guy a rusher. And now, you know, Nick's like, he's the best player in in NFL, defensively. And, you know, and he's not wrong. Well, also about Donovan Wilson, um, you know, we got to training camp towards the end of camp. You see all these rookie safeties, Marquise Bell and and, – I'm missing somebody else. Or or McQuamu played well. And and I asked the question to a couple of people, like, are we sure Donovan Wilson – is going to make this team? Does he have to make this team? And I was told, um, yeah, because Dan Quinn told a group of sponsors or something. He talked up at the Cowboys Club and he said, "Who's the most? Play- who's the player you're most excited about this year?" He said, "Donovan Wilson." This is fourth year. Yeah. He said, "Donovan Wilson." This yeah. was like in the summer. Curse is seven, by the way. Yeah. yeah Seventh year for Curse. That's what the, yeah. Our producer Chris Beam just yeah. told me seven yeah. years for Curse. Who's played more games, Wilson or Curse? probably Wilson? Or at least it'd be, I don't know. It'd be Wilson's close. Hurt yeah. some too. Yeah. But anyways, Dan, Dan Quinn had a role for him. Thirty-seven games for Donovan Wilson. He had a role for him. He, he yeah. just thought this guy could do something. So the good thing is this is this isn't quarterback. I mean, this is safety. So Curse comes back. They're both going to play. They both played in Week One. I mean, um, Wilson got a pick um, off Brady playing. So they're all going to play. And, and Hooker. I mean, they all. I mean, all those guys play in the, in the packages because they have versatility to play some linebacker as well, especially yeah. when one of your linebackers is going to be rushing the passer. By the way, 89 games for, for Curse. Uh, yeah. Now, a lot of that probably was special teams. Yeah, but, a lot of special teams. But he's teams played play. more games, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was interesting that, that Amber and Brian were talking about you know him as a, as a as a smart player, kind of really thinking about what he's doing. Nick, I remember in the I don't remember if it was this last game or the game before that. You and I were in the press box having a similar conversation about him, just from the standpoint of 
man, I don't know that he always makes the right decision no. or makes the smart decision. And some of that is even kind of stubborn, the, the penalties he's gotten or, you know, those kind of things where you're like, man, I don't know if that's – I don't know if he gets – the, the, if he really thinks about what he's doing before those he three guys, I mean, they're all the similar to me. Randy Gregory, uh, Sam Williams, and and mm-hmm. Donovan Wilson. They play very aggressive and reckless at times, and they can hit after the whistle. You know, they get their motions in the game sometimes, and they punch back, and that's the one that gets flagged yeah. for and all that. But it's the same guy that's also like Brian said, trying to knock your head off and playing physical and get got them kind of scared to go over the middle or whatever. Quarterback. Or scared to hit you out of bounds because yeah. they're scared that enforcer is going to run it. Like those, so, those things matter too. So right? yeah, you need those kind of players, yeah. and, and sometimes they could be good, sometimes they could be bad. But but I mean, I think Donovan Wilson, he he's a stat stuffer. I mean, he really is. You look at him, he's got pass deflections here, he's got interceptions, he's got forced fumbles. I mean, the ball finds him, ball and, and he's, he's, a, he's a really good player, and this is his fourth year in the league, so this is his contract year for him. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting next year to see kind of what they do at the safety position. they got a lot of they got a lot of depth there. We've never said that in a long time, right? Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're going to move on to another topic I thought was kind of interesting. I'd love to get y'all's thoughts on it. Mike McCarthy was asked about um, just how, how what – how do you make sure that your team doesn't end up in a weird situation looking at the number of sacks that Washington mm-hmm. gave up last year to Philadelphia um, and not allowing them to start thinking, well, of course, we can get sacks, so this is a week that we're going to get crazy sacks. And he says you have to guard against self a false confidence. I'd be interested to think, do you think at this point that's something that this team should should really be worried about? Uh, obviously, they're 2-1. and one. It's an early season. But the way these last two games have gone, I certainly am starting to get the impression that the outside world is looking at this team very differently than they were after week one, especially after we found out Dak Prescott was going to be gone for a while, which can sometimes breathe, breathe some of that breathe some of that false confidence. What are your thoughts there? Well, I totally believe in, in, in overconfidence, and, and you think it's going to be one way. You know, my son's soccer team, they won 9-2 to two against this team, and then 10 days later played the same team, lost 3-1. to one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought they were going to just smash them. So I think it's, there's something to do. So there yeah. is something about that. We've seen several times where you're like, this lineman's out, this lineman's out. They, they're starting a guy that, that was on the CFL last week, and now they, and then, you know, Philip Rivers throws for 400 yards. Oh, and yeah. I, I remember the game against the Chargers where Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking one up there in, oh, the one in, in San, San Diego, Diego yeah. where it's like, well, they've got, they've got one lineman that's yeah. ever played a game. And yeah. you're like, oh, oh we'll see. Yeah. Let's we'll see what these guys, you know. And, and That's nothing. happened before against the Giants, Eli Manning. Yeah. They, like it's a, it's a Sunday night game yeah. and all five of their offensive linemen haven't played. Right. They're all off the practice squad. And then you look at the stat sheet and Dallas has no sacks, no pressures. And you're so, going, oh, okay. So. I think there's something to be said for that, but there's also something to be said for, I mean, like, I guarantee you every time Alabama plays Western Carolina, you know, Nick Saban says that to his team, but then at the end of the day, they're just better than them, just by a mile, Mm -hmm. and so they just run them over. And I think that's what's going to happen here. I mean, I just think, okay, cool, Micah Parsons, you know, he's he's still going to do his thing, and he's still going to, they're going to get three, four sacks. Yeah, I think, think to me, it depends on what side of the ball you're talking about. Like, I'm good if the defense is overly confident and because I feel like they do play better that way, being confident, aggressive, competitive. I love to see that. I don't love to see that when it's on the offense. And going even back to last year when they were winning games, you know, managing to win games one after the other, 
there's something about that that just makes you uneasy because you know that at any moment you're going to get slapped in the face. And they did. So to me, it's more on what side of the ball you're talking about. Even if you're playing well on offense, just be humble. Keep playing and just don't let it ever get to your head. So that's just how I see it. I just kind of split it in two. But I'm good if it's on defense. Yeah, I think defensively, though, that you can watch that. Uh, you can watch the, the tape of the commander's games. And Mike's right about it. He, he said it, he looked up, it was 24 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, it didn't feel that way. But, but it's hard not to watch it and go, man, this quarterback is struggling. He is not seeing the field well. If we just do this and we do this, and you're talking about the confidence you have, yeah, I think on on offense it's a totally different story. I think Cooper. I, I think the, I think the defense is, feels an extra responsibility knowing that Cooper Rush is their quarterback. You know, I think they know that hell, we're not going to score a lot of points here. You know, we're going to be okay. He's not going to turn it over and problems, but. He goes, it's our, it's our job. It's our job to get the ball back and try and put him in favorable positions so he can have some success. So I think that's the responsibility. They play with some swagger and confidence and all that on that defense, and I think it's just fine because you can watch the commander's tape and go, that quarterback doesn't have a chance, and he doesn't have a chance because his offensive line isn't good enough and he makes mistakes with the ball himself. So that that's the hope that you have that – you know, it, it doesn't matter. They have all they have great skill players there. They really, really do. The running backs, the tight end, the receivers. And I was on a podcast last night with some guys that cover the the commanders and they're like, Listen, this quarterback's got issues. He's got problems. You know, and, and that's and that's the and that's the thing of the Cowboys. Your defense is good enough to force him to continue to have problems. Yep, yep. All right, we're going to take our first break. We'll come back, we'll get into this Washington defense versus the Cowboys offense. We'll be back, DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? 
Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts. Find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more, Essilor. Second segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment brought to you by Blockchain.com. Brian, let's jump in. Washington defense versus Dallas offense. What's the best thing they do? What's the worst thing they do? I think they're good at corner, actually, to be honest with you there. And, you know, it's, uh, when you watch them play in the back end, the safety play, I think, has been pretty good for them. But, you know, when you talk about Kinder, Kendall Fuller, I, man, I, I like him a lot. I mean, he gets his hands on a lot of the passes. He's defensed four passes already this year. And then on the other side, Benjamin St. Juice is, uh, you know, a guy that – you know he's the same amount. Uh, you know they they they're a very aggressive secondary, and you know they they can cover you up, and that, that's the that helps what they what does for them on the front end. When you look at uh, their defensive line, I mean it's a physical group. They've spent resources on first round picks on you know defensive tackles, defensive ends, and. It really kind of starts up front with Jonathan Allen and what he can do inside. Uh, you know him, uh, Deron Payne. Both those guys are hard to block because they're so big, and so they can they can kind of control you a little bit. You know Zach Martin, Biotish, you know Farniak or Peters. I, I'd like to match up better with Peters in there on some of these bigger defensive tackles, but they you know they're they're. They're missing their best pass rusher, though. That's that's the thing mm-hmm. about it is, you know. And so, you know, with Chase being out, that's that that hurts them a lot. But you're still going to get Montez Sweat is going to rush off the edge. And, Cowboy killer. Yeah. He's and, been for two years. Yeah. He's, he's made great plays against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's you – know, Jamin Davis is a linebacker, and they've kind of figured out with him, they were trying to make him a middle linebacker or a Mike linebacker, and they're like – Oh no! We need to put Holcomb inside at line, Mike linebacker, and then we'll put Davis on the outside. And he's got three sacks in this season, and so they've kind of figured out like, okay, they have four rushers. Who's going to be the fifth rusher? It's probably going to be Davis, the linebacker number fifty-two. So now setting protection, kind of figuring out, okay, got to secure the down guys, got to find Sweat. Okay, where's number fifty-two now? That's another one, but. Their secondary, like I said earlier, is good enough to cover on the back end, and it allows them to be able to get some uh, some pressures up front. Yeah, I agree with the the you know putting Jason Peters in there at guard and with um you know with that left side having some strength there because those, those guys, I mean, it, it doesn't matter how good their team is on the other side of the ball. We've seen it last year, the first game up there in Washington. I mean, it was it should have been a blowout, but the defense just kind of keeps them in the game because it's just hard to run inside. Right. This is one where I, I do believe that, you know, we saw it before. I mean, even with Zeke and definitely with Pollard and maybe even Turpin, 
you know, you have to go side to side on them because I don't think they can win just straight up, you know, us versus you running right over them. I think they're going to have to run, you know, laterally. But they do have some speed over there too. They so. do. They do have some speed. And, and, and I mentioned the corners, you know, the ball coming off the edge or going to the edge. They've got corners that will tackle. St. Juice will tackle and then also – uh, Fuller will tackle too. So that ball, if it, you know, it, you're going to have to make somebody miss on that edge, and they're going to, they're going to, if you get the pullers out there, they're going to go low and not cut your blockers, but they're going to interfere to make your blockers have to hesitate. And if you get blockers to hesitate, it gets the backs to hesitate, and then there comes the help from the inside. The safety's coming in the alley, the linebackers coming from inside, or or these defensive linemen running to the ball. So, uh, yeah, that's going to so be where, some. Where are you finding the Cowboys to be able to find like uh, more success? I got it. Deep, deep ball. Yeah. I was about to ask Chris Bean what what Rush's uh, uh, career high for passing yards is. I bet he gets it in this game. Really? Career high passing yards. Definitely season high. I think he might have got over 300 against Minnesota. But, he, did. he did. But I think this will be a season high and maybe even a career high. I think because when you have aggressive corners yeah. like that, that and he's got a really nice deep ball. Yeah. His receivers didn't help him as much. I think if Tolbert could have made that catch, I think Noah Brown, I mean CD could have made one of them as well. I think that they connect on some of these deep balls and really push them back that way. That's where I think. I don't know yeah. what your answer is. No, I you know I, I like the, the thing that that you're right about with Fuller and Seduce is they both are aggressive and like to attack, and so they like to be physical with you when the ball. Like they might get a lot of contested balls, so. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that you're absolutely right, though. If they set up a play, the, the ball that – and I know you probably all went back and watched it. The ball that uh, that CD dropped was a max protection thing. Mm-hmm. They kept they kept Noah Brown in. They kept the tight ends in. They set it up knowing that they were going to run him all the way across the safety and spin him, and they did. They got exactly what they wanted. So – I, I would like Nick was talking about. I would say that you're going to see some shots down the field. You got to try and back these guys up a little bit so they don't they don't just play on top of you and say okay. Now the great thing about with with a Kellen Moore is calling plays and then maybe it's an influence from Mike McCarthy on third and twelve. You're thinking pass, 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 and then he hits you with a run. You know, all of a sudden if you're Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator, you're like. Well, wait a minute. If I come on all-out blitz and everybody gets trapped inside, I'm going to give up another big play. So that's the good thing about having a little bit of that balance where you're running when you're supposed to throw and throwing when you're supposed to run to set up each other. But the deep ball seems like a good opportunity for them because they, they'll, they'll, they'll set up plays to get – it'll be a one-man route, but they'll set it up so they have a chance, and, it, and, and hopefully it works. Especially – if we get Michael Gallup back this week, then um, that's a nice duel right there. And and Noah Brown, because I was wondering, like, I was forgetting for a moment, okay, imagine, let's say for whatever reason, which I, I am fully expecting Gallup to be able to play this game. Uh, but let's say if he wasn't or whatever, I was thinking, okay, wouldn't you rather try to keep setting up certain plays to target Noah Brown more than CeeDee Lamb? And I get he came back with a great play last week after he met that big mess up. So credit to him. But at the same time, I'm like, man, the way Noah Brown has been playing and the chemistry he has with Cooper Rush, I mean, it's to the point that I never thought I would be saying this. I'm like, man, I want to see more. I want to see more of him and what he's been doing. This is very much like last year with Cedric Wilson. Yeah. And this is what that is. And, 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 and there was a spot for him as the third receiver. Even Gallup comes back. 
and count, if he comes back as a starter, I still think there's a good role for for uh, Noah Brown. I mean, you know, that's why Washington is better than the Giants. But I think the Cowboys are way better than – I think they're going to be way better than they were last week. I mean, I think that, that Schultz is better than McEwen at tight end. I mean, I think that, that Mukwamu is going to be better to have Curse in there. I think it's going to be better to have Gallup than Jalen Tolbert. I mean, I think they are getting better. I think Peters will be a better Jason Peters than he was last week. So I think this team is going to be a better football team than they were seven or six days ago. Yeah, I think it will come down to the offensive line, though, too. Can they handle the inside guys? And then how much the improved play of steel at right tackle, will it be sweat or steel on that thing? And will it, will you, you know, how many times? Because I think the balance really does help steel. Because I think he's a good run blocker. You know, but, man, if it turns into, okay, they got to throw it 43 times in this game, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, how many times am I going to sit there and just let s- s- uh, sweat rush off the edge and then you know maybe still get a little bit more exposed? Yeah, I think there's been a one player on offense that's really gone under the radar, which it can be a good thing, especially when an offensive lineman. You don't hear a lot about either way. I think this game we're going to find out one way or another we're going to be talking a lot more about Tyler Biotish. One way or another, because if, he, if they play well and they run the ball and do some things and, and push them around, I think it's the time to start saying, all right, all all those that were kind of, you know, talking crap about him, you know, in the yeah. last uh, two years, uh, need need to start thinking about how how good he's playing because it's you know it's not just it's also shotgun snaps too. I mean, you don't see low, high, you don't see all that stuff. Everything's been pretty pretty steady. I think they're running the ball pretty well. To me, when you get first and goal on the seven and you run 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 into the end zone, that's a sign of a, of a good. So strong... who would you be putting at center? Let's say down the road. No. If, you know, the rest of the line is playing well enough and now the main issue or mm. the area of improvement would be center, yeah. is there another guy currently that you think well, would be better? No, and Farniak could maybe do it, maybe McGovern too, but that's not really what I was saying. I'm not saying replace. I'm just saying I think maybe it's time to start talking about this guy's not really a weak link. Yeah. And, they, and maybe he will be, but I know I've been overly critical about him and – I haven't really seen any mess ups. I've seen some pretty good blocks here and there. That's what I'm saying. If they this will be their best, te- well, the Bucks were a good test, but this will be their next best test. And if he passes that, I Billy think it will be another one. Yeah, but I'm saying I think it's about Rams. time to start saying <laughs> is Donald Rams right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. They, they got some. They got some tests. It might, it might, it you might know be, what? It might the next be three time. weeks, we'll just yeah. wait for three weeks, yeah. and then yeah. we can yeah. talk about after it. after we get past that game. Then we'll see <laughs> where we think. He got is. it? Because if you talk talk about it here at the Washington, I mean, right. he did something right for them to score. Let's not forget they scored 56 points last time. The, yeah. the Washington football team, whatever they're called, come, uh, comes in here. Okay, they're the Commanders. They are the Commanders. Can't now. say it. Commanders. Come last on. time that organization came down here, though, yeah. there was a fifty burger put on them. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, somebody was blocking. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, real quick, I did want to make mention of this. I was looking at some of their numbers. This is their pass rush is a, a bit of an anomaly to me. See, see if you guys see the same thing. They're right now they're sixth in blitz percentage. So right now they blitz thirty four percent of the time. So they right. blitz a lot. Yeah. Now they are thirtieth, tied for thirtieth in the league in the amount of hurries that they generate <laughs> off of that. It, I'm looking at it. I'm like, if you're blitzing that Stonewall. much, yeah. I'm not saying you get sacks, but you ought to be in the yeah. the quarterback's grill a lot. My question, Brian, is why those why do those two things not match up? Well, what, it, what's happening? Yeah, it, it, to me, it's I, I I mentioned about the whole thing. It, their best, their it's it's not having Chase Young. To me, that's that's the biggest problem that you run into because 
if you have Young and then you have Sweat and then you bring Davis also as the pressure player, I think that's a little bit different look. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, they've the, the thing about them is they don't have somebody else like Sweat that can rush. You know, it has to be a linebacker. They're physical inside. So defensive tackles, unless you're Aaron Donald, like we were talking about earlier, it's not gonna they're not gonna get a lot of sacks. That's about they just don't have another if they if they had three pressure players, I don't think they'd have to blitz as much. And I think that their pass rush would be better. Because I think Chase Young's a really, really good player. And they they miss that. They people can say, okay, we'll block your tackles and we'll block that edge. And you know you're fine. You can blitz who you want. Yeah. But they, you know, the sacks. Yeah. It's just they don't have somebody opposite. You know, the Cowboys at least have somebody opposite when they bring pressure. They have somebody. Dallas could get pressure with four men. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be Micah Parsons. You know, they can get pressure with Lawrence and then on the other side, whether that's Armstrong or Fowler or one of those guys. You know, they don't have to bring. This team has to bring a fifth rusher. To get pressure because they can't they can't any other way because of the I think it's a reflection of really not having Chase Young as a yep. rusher. Yep. All right, we're gonna take our final break. We'll come back. Got a little game. We'll play a little facts or overreactions as we talk about this offense. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field: United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. This Sunday from 11.30 to 3.30 at the Ford Center, you can join former players. They'll be on the field for your kids at the game day minicamp presented by Invisalign. For more information and how to register your footballer for the camp, visit DallasCowboys.com slash academy. You bring a little man out there? No, I will be at the game, Cowboys against the Commanders. I'll give you the day off. You go and take a little man out there and y'all have some fun. How about that? Um, I think Aikman was the quarterback, and they were playing the Ravens in 2000. That's the last game last that game I missed, missed, and I don't plan on missing <laughs> another one for a while. Oh, you guys got to know, Nick is maniacal about this. Like, he is not going to miss a game ever. I, I'm, I'm proud of that fact that uh, during the COVID years, yeah. because it, was, it wasn't just you getting – I mean, it wasn't just yourself getting sick. It was, well, you sat next to somebody who is sick, yeah. so you're out. I mean, like yeah. – you know that that was that was tough too. Can yeah. I, can I ask a personal question of everybody here? Did did everybody get COVID in this? I have building? not had COVID. I didn't either. I have not had COVID. I have, and I, I think did. it's me drinking blueberry shakes every morning. Is what yeah, that I think it's something. I think it's me running. Like I th- I honestly believe yeah. that through COVID I was working out like a maniac, and I yeah. think that's what kept. I it. tell you what, the minute you really could, that's that. what I do. I was doing my walks and stuff, yeah. and when I, if I felt like I was out of breath, that was my test. Me too. That was my test. Too, I was like, yeah. okay, if I can't breathe, I think I'm getting COVID. You know, it was stupid, seriously. but yeah, yeah I, 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 I'd always knock smell on my wood. own armpit. Like, oh, no, I can smell. <laughs> you know, if you, can you smell? Yeah, I mean, oh, food tastes good. Yeah, that's <laughs> disgusting. But no, it's funny that like uh, yeah, know, just, and, I gotta see if I can smell. Okay, that, but, that was early on in the thing. But okay, but I, I got I I got COVID, and the tenth day of the quarantine was the day we took off for camp. It actually was. Perfect timing if I'm yeah, going to do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Right before Bill we camp. Yeah. Gave, me a, gave me a vacation that I was probably never going to take. So. No, that's true. <laughs> I did. There was I tested myself every day. Not test like take the COVID test. I like would do things to see like, okay, I'm going to run here. And if I can't can breathe, breathe? Yeah. my lungs, okay, oh, I can breathe. I'm okay. But I got to the point where I was taking like 17 different vitamins, <laughs> like elderberry. and all. I was literally like in three shifts. of. I was reading about... <laughs> That's what you do when you get old. You read, and you're like, "Oh, hey, look at this!" You know, look, ginger you take, shots. Yeah, you can take you can take anything, and I, I overdid it. To this day, I still overdo it just because I'm fearful of getting sick. Yeah. And my mom and dad, my real quick, my mom, my dad, 83 years old. Neither one of them got it either. Dad was going to Walmart every day. Ah, you mask. Ah, you know, he's. <laughs> I'm like. Dad, you probably shouldn't. No, it's okay. You know, yeah. I'm like, no, Dad, you shouldn't. No, go you to really Wall- should sit down somewhere. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be going out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what you. That's what happens. You get old. You just go. Ah. <laughs> I thought I was with you. I thought I was never gonna get it because I mean, yeah. I mean, there was there was. Well, a lot you of guys times. were protected here, though. You guys did a good job of kind of keeping when, everybody when, apart, huh? Well, I thought for sure Short when, term, when yeah. I went to Arkansas, Texas, and we rushed the field. And I was in the car with two people that actually had it. I was yeah. like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have yeah. it." But no, yeah. so my whole family had it at one point. Like I and I was taking care of them yeah. and walking around the house, no mask, that all that yeah. stuff, and never got sick. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I don't know, for Living some reason, right. it, it hasn't come to me yeah. yet. So knock on wood. Yeah. All right, all right. I got a game for you guys. Uh, <laughs> this is actually, I, I thought about this Sunday because I was like, man, there were so many things from this game that that could be just these overreactions where you immediately jump to these conclusions. So I got these statements for you. Five statements I got for you. And I want you guys to tell me whether you think, no, this is a legitimate fact or 
This is yeah, we're way overreacting here. <laughs> this is funny how this is on the heels of the COVID stuff because we could play. We played that game for two years. Facts versus <laughs> Facts overreaction. Yeah. Own, That's yeah. actually a good point. All right, so here we go. Here's the first one. Jason Peters will be your starting left guard. Facts or overreaction? Fact. I think it's fact. Fact. Yeah, in fact, and and I, I think it's fact to the point where that we might have to think about another position for McGovern or McGovern becomes the fullback guy again or McGovern does something else. Mm-hmm. He was but, great in that role. Yeah, fullback guy. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. he had a good training camp by the there. way. He had a good training camp. He's going to score a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, you got to get him got to get him a touchdown. I I, I, I really like what Nick did by going over and talking to Jason Peters and him telling Nick that I hope I'm not No, that's good. Doing, but he he said this about this was my preseason game. I could have played. Mm-hmm. This was my preseason game. I love that kind of attitude about him. I think he's excited about being on this team. Yeah. And I think he's excited about helping that yeah. left tackle. He was in a good mood until I pissed him off. What did you do? I asked him about the Arkansas A&M game because he was there. and yeah, He was kind of pissed about that, too. Yeah. But, uh, no. Well, he, and then y'all commiserate funny. together. He wasn't mad at you. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no. Nah, but funny but, game? Uh, it was not, Here we not, go. Not, Here we go. It was kind of funny. I mean – just the way it ended, you know, it's you like, oh. <laughs> For real, you need to <laughs> stop. You need to stop. <laughs> I'm about to do it again. <laughs> no, don't do it. Whatever no, you think No, no, no. I'm about to get get in there again this on Saturday. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. be front row, Arkansas, Alabama. <laughs> Fandom, you don't choose fandom. Fandom chooses you. I'll it be, is what it is. Yeah, I hope I'm. I hope I'm. I? I hope I'm running onto the field again. That's that's fact. Go. That's fact. There we go. All right, here's <laughs> the next one. Cooper Rush is doing more with the offense than Dak. Oh, you're getting spicy. Oh, let's get spicy. <laughs> Nick, said, Nick said he wants oh. he wants him to be a starter for the next. Ooh. I years. want the guy to keep winning <laughs> games, and if he keeps winning games, just keep him in. Right. That's what I think. But right. but um, um, is he doing more with, with the, the offense, offense than Dak? Fact. Yes, fact. Yeah. I mean, because all we got to look at game. is that first game that he had, and is it fair? Not really, but that is. Just what it is right now, he is definitely doing more than what Dak did in that first game. 100%, because Tony Pollard is doing more in these last few games. Noah Brown is doing more these last few games. Tyler he didn't even Smith. Have, Tyler Smith yeah. is doing more. Kellen Moore. Kellen, Jason Peters. Whatever. Kellen Moore. The, the, yeah. the tight end. He, I mean, he had, Schultz didn't even play last week, and they still were, were productive. So, yeah, right now he's doing more with that than, I mean— and I'm sure Dak's like, okay, well, I'd like to play the Giants and the and the Bengals too, but and, and he'll get the chance. But I'm saying, yeah, for right now, yeah, fact, fact. All right, C.D. Lamb became the number one receiver Monday night. Overreaction. The fact. way the way you worded it, but okay, to fact. Me. Fact. I mean, eh. I think that the minute Amari Cooper got on the plane to Cleveland, he became the number one receiver. Right. He, he just didn't act like it. He just well, played well, like it. But he was. They still targeting him. Well, the what, most. I, what I mean is, he stepped into the role Monday night. He oh, became. You're, you're, yeah, you're doing that with became, the music and just yeah, like he boom, became. Like this when is your he moment. ran over that dude, Fireworks, get into the one. He became out. the number one receiver. When he was smiling after that drop, he became the number one receiver. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, yeah, I don't. I I I know what you're saying. I mean, it, it was it was his his moment there, and maybe maybe so. But I mean, I think he has been the number one, and they need him to be the number one. He just he just kind of acted. I'll like even it. put it to you like this: Do you think that that game became the moment, the flash moment that we'll look back on and say, "That's when we knew," because what he's going to do after that 
well, he is going to take over that role. We just, will not question yeah. he, him what, being the number one. What receiver. I liked about it is, is that I mean, he's a tall, slender guy. No yeah. one's no one's gonna think, oh man, he you know he's been in the gym. I mean, that's not his game. But he he was like, well, I can't go left because that's out of bounds. You know, I can't. You know, I'm just gonna run you over. I mean, I'm I'm you know I'm you're probably bigger than me, but I'm just gonna put my face mask on your face mask and see what happens. You know, and I'm kind of pissed off too. I I just think that was a moment of like. You know what? I'm, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can to run you over, yeah. and I, I I like that part of him because he doesn't look like a physical player, but he can be, and that was that was good to see that. I will say this: I don't want to overreact anymore when he starts dropping balls again. When he starts dropping balls again, because yeah. I, I you felt, said you won't overreact. I I felt like I did overreact. I didn't go on Twitter. I'm watching the game. I'm like, man, bro, you've got to make these plays. Mm-hmm. You cannot yeah. let this quarterback down. I mean, he's, yeah. he's fighting his ass off. This team's fighting their ass off to move this ball. You've got to catch those. So my overreaction was initial, and then that drive, I'm like, okay, just settle in. You'll be fine. Settle in. Yep. And so I went from overreaction to I feel like, okay, that's what you're supposed to be. That's how you drive. To me, it's not a fact. I mean, it is a fact that he's the number one because that's what his role is. But I just feel that. I should say a number one. Yeah, he's the number one on this team. Is he what you need from a number one? I should have said it like that. I, it's just Jury's it's hard to say man. because at the same time, what he did, for example, when he caught that ball, was it impressive? Yeah, exciting. But it's something that I've seen him do before. So it's not like, oh, you surprised me. This wasn't like, oh, my God, Jalen Torbler just made that. <laughs> like, you know the talent that C.D. Lamb has. Yeah, so yeah. you know what to expect. You know what he can do. So now, so it's not like, oh yeah, definitely a number one. Well, n- no, yeah. I'm, well, I'm like, yeah, but let's be clear. No, ability has never been the problem with CD Lamb here at the Cowboys. He's mm-hmm. made plays since yeah. you can go back to last year. He made some plays. Consistency has been his issue. That's the, that's exactly. the issue. And to me, you know, and I, I was very critical of Kellen Moore. Like, please use him. Like, I watch Oklahoma film, and, and I'm like, and I'm watching, the, you know, how they were using him at Oklahoma, and I'm thinking. Come on, Kellen Moore, go back and watch that tape. And, and then what does Kellen Moore do? He draws up a play with max protection, sends him all the way across the field, and he drops a ball. And I'm like going, that's on you, bro. That ain't yeah. on Kellen Moore anymore. Watch I'm not blaming Kellen Moore for that because he set you up with a touchdown is yeah. what he did. Watch this game tonight because Cincinnati against Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime or whatever, wherever the game is. But I'm just yeah. saying you're talking about some premier receivers in the league. Um, Waddle and and Hill and and, and Chase. Chase and I'm not in that order, T. but Higgins, but Higgins and, and yeah. Boyd, and those guys are going to get the ball. And, and you know, I mean, this is this is a game of wide. This is probably one of the best rece- games of just pure re- talent wide receivers. Not to mention Cedric Wilson, who I don't know if he's playing. I saw he may not play, but yeah. but still, those guys are going to get the ball tonight, and we're going to see how they they scheme it for them. But going back to Ceedee Lamb, all those that play on that one drive fourth down catch, mm. the one where he ran over the guy, then the touchdown. My favorite play of the drive, catches a touchdown, runs over a lady on the sideline. Still helps her up. Helps her up. Like mm. they're coming over to celebrate. You know, he's like, oh, hold up. Helps her up. You know, I was making sure it wasn't one of our team, but it yeah. was, you know, he runs. Susie but, Colbert's yeah. laying on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, but yeah, who was on our team yeah. Like, yeah. way, yeah, yeah, way, way back, back in the day. day. In the day. Yeah. All right. I do have one other question for you guys. Uh, Tony Pollard is the best running back on this team. What's up? Overreaction. 
I'm gonna say that. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. He's I'm, working. No, no. You said overreaction. I said overreaction. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's the best running back on the team. I think he's the fastest running back on the team. I think in this, and I think in this, the way that we play football nowadays in space, he's the best running back. Yes, in space. No, I mean that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. But I think I think if you just br- said if you said the position of running back, he's probably not. Uh, I would say overreacting because. He is what he is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think he is what he is because of Zeke. And the moment you take Zeke away and give him more, I just feel that he'll become too much. Are we sure about that? Because there have been games when Zeke didn't play, and he's had some pretty good games, He right? has. He has. But then what does that look like one. week to week? Because yeah. he did that a few years ago. And to me, it's like, okay, what does it look once you do yeah. it every week? Can he do it every week? For 17 games. Exactly. Yeah, so that's the well, point. It's like, yeah, we've seen it. But he's he's he does exactly what you would want your second running back to do for you. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like, it's okay. That's great to have. So now just he compliments Zeke. Yeah. But the fact is they put him in the four-minute offense to finish that game. They treated him like a real running mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And sure. by the way, we, we talked a, a lot on this show yeah. about a lot of trash, can he yeah. run up the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was running up yep, the yep. middle quite a bit and doing it effectively. And I was thinking during that game, like, that narrative needs to go away because he definitely is a guy that can run up the middle. He can take the, the yeah. hard runs, yeah. and he can do something with them. So I don't think that's a narrative that necessarily fits. Well, but, but to be the lead running back, especially in this offense, you're going to need that you're going to have 20 collisions in the game 20 15 of them are probably going to be you running up the middle and getting hit by multiple guys there's going to be five where there's a blitzing linebacker mm-hmm. where you have to put him you don't have to put him on his back but Which you got to make sure you got to you got to take on that hit yeah and Zeke so, is yeah. he has some beef in him like right. he's buff so he can take those yeah i mean Pollard, what about him? yeah what are you <laughs> Well, I mean, I I, no, it's true. Bad? No, 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 it's true. It's absolutely true. Oh my god! Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Injuries. Did I say that? Oh my god! <laughs> no, we were talking about the buff. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't good. know if I said something. No, no it's so, fine. I was, I was proud of what you said. You <laughs> described it perfectly. I mean, let me ask you this: these scenarios in, in a game against a, a good defense. I don't. I guess the the Eagles. The Eagles are a good defense. I mean, coming up. Yeah. Um, well, this team's a good defense. I mean, would you rather have? Would you rather have Zeke and Rico Dattle as your two running backs, or would you rather have Pollard and Rico Dattle as your two running backs? Because that might give you kind of the answer. Of See, what that's that's also part of the issue here is I think there was a time maybe last year when I, that would have been a non-starter for me. Absolutely, I've been taking Zeke. This year, I'm not so sure I agree with that anymore. Because I, and the reason why is because I, I just look at how the, both of them run. And to me, Pollard is a guy. It used to be a time when you'd have when you give Zeke the ball and you were like four or five yards, even mm-hmm. if he gets hit at two, scoring he's forward, get four. falling forward. Yeah, it, that isn't necessarily always the case anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the big play potential exists anymore for Zeke. I haven't seen it enough to think it, it exists with Pollard. Yeah. I'm like, I can take the two, the three, because I know there's a chance. Forty-six yard run. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for me, I look at it and I am kind of starting to think Pollard is your better back now. That doesn't mean that they can't be a 1A on 1B. Yeah. And maybe Zeke is now the second best, not by a lot, but maybe the second best running back on your team. I just think you get a little more juice from from Pollard, and to me that's valuable. Third and one, he's converted 100% of his carries. Pollard. No, Zeke. Zeke, Zeke, Yeah, he's only running back in the NFL. Third and one, he's he's converted them all. 
I'll tell you where Zeke can get back into everybody's good graces. They need to get him catching the ball in the flat and stuff like that. Remember how the screen game mm-hmm. used to be really good? Mm-hmm. They haven't really thrown the ball to these backs yet. And it, and it seems like when they do, it's a big cluster. It's yeah. like us trying to leave the uh, the airport terminal thing. You know, when we're all trying to <laughs> landing at yeah. four in the morning, we're all trying to get our cars out of there. That's what it looks like when they try and set up those screens. I was last. I was last <laughs> this week. I yeah, promise you, you that. It's crazy. It's like, yeah, remember uh, when it's four in the morning, you're trying to get your car out, and you're yeah, going to no, just run yeah. into Dr. Cooper. Just did it last weekend. Yeah, carry his wave weekend. and just yeah. drive on, you know, kind yeah. of a thing. But, yeah, they, they need to get these running backs to catch the football a little bit better. I mean, once that will – that I think that that's something. They're running well right now. They're being physical. But they need to get these in, going in the passing game a little bit. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us back tomorrow. We're going to get some fan questions, so you guys can start hitting me up on Twitter. We'll get questions there. You guys will be able to call us. Uh, but we'll have a, a good fan show for you guys tomorrow, get you ready for Cowboys versus Commanders. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Buffed. live on DallasCowboys.com <laughs> radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!